Hello everyone, super excited to have this second session with Computational Mama. If you have not heard the previous session, I request you to go back and hit that play button of the first session with Computational Mama. And before we begin this session, I would like to request you to like, subscribe, share and follow my Mix Masala with TG page in Facebook, in Instagram and other social media pages. Thank you for listening and let's begin. <laughs> but that's how this community is like, you know, yeah. it's very like, okay, like that. So, huh. and really like so many times I've met with these people whom I've only known online and it's still been like we've known each other forever. Like yesterday I spoke to Jason and uh, Ophelia. I've never met them. And they just WhatsApp video called me and we had such a great conversation. So, you know, it's really nice, this strange, like, internet friend community around creative coding. <laughs> now that you are actually into this field, for me also, I think I can also express similar experience. You know, having this, uh, it's not a conflict, but it's the visual artist and like the fine art people, you know, who are doing the traditional sculpture, painting, artwork, then you have the coders now, they are doing everything using technology. I think there's always some sort of, how do you say? Friction. Yeah, there's some sort of friction, I think, whenever there's some residency coming up. And I know that they are into more of a traditional practice and things like that. I, you know, still type in my proposal and usually it's something to do with audio reactive because that's the area and for now I can do something, execute, you know, and no response at all. <laughs> I've been trying for so many grants and uh, residencies, but there's some friction. Do you experience yeah. similar? So quite honestly, like my pre-coding practice was not focused so much on like myself individually because I was always part of a larger team working on vision and things. So I uh, I can definitely say that there are only very few, but I know it closely because my partner husband is also an artist. So yeah, definitely there is a, I think it's more than anything like for the grant givers, they don't understand the technology. Uh, a few mm -hmm. of them who are like accepting it are probably accepting it because of the trends in terms of the uh, buyers like India Art Fair and things like that uh, which are sort of more forward in that sense uh, mm -hmm. who's buying so you know and if they know that okay NFT is the market or digital is the market they are a bit more forward with it but obviously they are not the ones who are benevolently giving money to artists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the artist grantors so obviously they are a little bit behind on all of this uh, <laughs> we can't help it like it's just like like there is so I don't know what your age is, but like I also meet people who are maybe say ten years. I'm twenty nine. I'm twenty nine. Okay, so you're closer to my age. I'm thirty four, but I meet people who are like in the early twenties, and their outlook is so interesting and exciting. And mm -hmm. it's up to the older generation to accept the new thing. The you, yeah. you know like so there are people who do that. There are many people in the older generation will accept mm -hmm. something new and exciting but obviously that they are few and far between but really it's very difficult like of course like be fantastic one of the few places where uh, even that's where my start happened you know i was in the 2020 fellowship 
uh, and I really was able to see myself as an artist who's using technology, which was something which I was not accepting until that fellowship. I just couldn't accept it. I was like, okay, I'm a creator and maybe I do a little bit of code. It was just not in my imagination to think of myself as an artist who, who uses technology. Mm-hmm. And that pro- that really like gave me that kind of confidence and lift. And they were also so like, I think being online was so useful for me because I cannot apply to things that are offline. You know, I cannot mm-hmm. go for a two month mm-hmm. residency to space studio in Baruda. I just can't do it because <laughs> it is too small, right? So I can have the best idea and the curator can love me, but I can't do it. You know? this, so, is, this is very interesting because I was doing my residency here in space studio because I stay in Baroda. And, and at that time, it was the first time I yeah. Yeah. did a audiovisual reactive sort of performance there. Yeah, the response was like not so what I expected. And plus because I, I was focusing more on the industrial sounds. Mm-hmm. So I had recorded live sounds from different, different places, from all the places that I was traveling during the COVID time. So you just have silence everywhere. Mm-hmm. But then there's different, different silence uh, because I play around with the filters and compressions and things like that. And uh, you start getting different white noises around. Mm-hmm. And of course, I kept some beats and melody that I had composed. And before uh, the f- exhibition time, they told me that I have like around uh, 30 minutes time to perform. So I was super excited because my piece, I knew that uh, it was actually for like 10 minutes piece, but then because you can play with the parameters along, you know, while you're performing, so you have one note going on and you can play around and then you can do a lot of different things, right? And uh, and I don't have a synth. I I Mm. just have a normal MIDI keyboard. Hmm. And so somehow I had mapped everything and like whatever, it's just full experimentation. And uh, so I was like, okay. But then there was a speaker in front uh, before me who was talking about some documentation that he had done and that stretched for more than an hour. So basically it took my time. Um. And, and then when I saw the audience's face, number one, most of them were uh, super senior artists. Uh, and the second was uh, everybody was I think tired you know when artists they give lectures you want to keep it short it's exhausting uh, yeah so so you had this like (laughs) so you had all these people really exhausted and I was also exhausted because I just wanted to go do and then get done with it you know finally I had just gone up I didn't say anything to anyone about what I was doing nothing I just went there and I started playing Suddenly you have like this full electronic uh, industrial sound going on everywhere. People were just like shocked. (laughs) And then after 15 minutes, I just shut down everything and I'm out of the studio. Like, so good. I mean, yeah, I think uh, somewhere down the line, it's challenging for the generation that are coming up, you know, who are working with technology, with AI, machine learning, you know, that coming into these sort of spaces and trying to go along with the other art practice people it's pretty challenging yeah. do you think like yeah i mean it's i only know it externally quite honestly i don't understand the market too well art market but i think it's like every generation has its own yeah challenge right so it's just that and then i'm sure there are kuch log to hote na, like who, who understand and like are both appreciative of new things 
who mm-hmm. get it, mm-hmm. who understand, okay, this is the way technology can be used or this part of the practice is interesting or, you know, uh, for example, I met someone who's from a photography practice, a curator, but he didn't understand the tech part, but it was very easy for him to catch on the feminist parts of it. It was easy for him to catch on uh, what I'm doing with my practice, how it works out. So it's really like, it's a mix of those things. And quite honestly, like, it is so much, sometimes so much about luck. It's about our privilege. It's about how we can explain ourselves, where we get to explain, what opportunities we mm-hmm. get eventually. So, and this is a constant struggle. We'll always think that, oh, Hamara, whatever we're doing is somehow nobody gets it. Sometimes I don't even like to explain. You know, if yeah. regular people <laughs> ask me, what do I do? I just say I design websites. I don't tell them what I do. I'm like... <laughs> I cannot explain to them what I'm doing and then try to explain to them how much money I have and all that nonsense. So I've just started to say that I make websites now. I just sit at home and I have a young child. So I've started to do web design, which for them is like very stark because they are still able to imagine museum design. Oh. <laughs> so like, like how much do you want to tell people versus how much they understand versus what do you like do you want to sit, sit around explaining or do you want to do the work so like i am of mm-hmm. the second second this thing and i and now i i observe it that without me having to say it, people are drawn to the work so mm-hmm. i don't i i i'm my messaging is clear now because i understand my trajectory a bit more and I know what I like and what I don't like. So I'm clear. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm saying. Who's Whoever comes, comes. If you don't understand it, it's okay. Maybe someday you will when you become a parent and you have to watch somebody's mm-hmm. shit. So it's fine, uh, <laughs> you know. So it's okay. It's like uh, that notion that I have been pushing for of being a person who is first a primary carer and then a creator mm-hmm. is something I'm very clear about now. And I understand it in a very... A specific way because I've not just cared for my child but I've also looked after my grandparents at some points mm-hmm. uh, and you know emotionally I look after my mom because she doesn't have a partner my father passed away some years ago so for me that notion of care is much stronger in my life and that practice of caring is more important to me than the work you know because if my family is not well if my family is not in a position to feel comfortable, how can I continue a practice? So uh, for me, like, uh, there's a very nice uh, podcast, maybe you should, you you will enjoy it. It's a very famous uh, portrait artist called uh, Amy Sherald. She was, uh, became very famous for portraits of Obama and Michelle Obama and later of Obama, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And uh, her trajectory started at 38, but because before that she herself had heart disease, she was looking after an aunt. So she her only practice was she was going to a restaurant as a waitress and she sometimes was able to paint. Right? And everyone has their own path and, and like life trajectory. So somebody's doing amazing stuff at twenty-nine, somebody's doing it at thirty-four, somebody did it at five only, you know. So mm-hmm. and like uh, so it's it's all our trajectories, how we handle it really and uh, and that podcast was very nice because it spoke about care in in a very like loose context, but still you could understand where she's coming from, where like 
यू नो वो नहीं कर सकती थी प्रैक्टिस उसको शी हैड टू लुक आफ्टर फैमिली मेंबर यू नो और शी वॉज इन हॉस्पिटल सो इन दैट कॉन्टेक्स्ट हाउ डू यू प्रैक्टिस सो इट्स रियली लाइक जस्ट दैट एंड आई थिंक ड्रॉइंग फ्रॉम दैट आइडिया ऑफ योर ओन स्पेस विच इज ऑलवेज लाइक अ वेरी कॉमन थिंग दैट पीपल्स इन आर्ट ओ ड्रॉ फ्रॉम योर ओन प्रैक्टिस एंड योर ओन लाइफ आई फॉर मी नाउ आई फाइंड दैट टू बी वेरी ट्रूथफुल लाइक यू नो आई थिंक द रीजन दे से इट इज बिकॉज इट इट गिवस it uh, lets you speak truthfully and i think that is the core of doing any kind of creative work right to be honest and and truthful uh, whatever that truth might be like if you're looking mm-hmm. at larger environmental level or political or whatever that might be or something as simple as whatever i'm doing so what you shared now is very important because i think it's after this conversation that i now kind of get the idea of the latest works that you are doing with ai mm-hmm. and how you were projecting also the concept of women or mother working could you elaborate a little bit more wow, you're so good at like bit. navigating yes. the questions i'm so impressed <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's no script or anything. There's no script. Yeah, I know, but you're so good at it. <laughs> is, is it okay? Like, yeah, I mean, it's really nice the way you. Because uh, it, I mean, there's a very organic conversation happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's how uh, I do. I think it relates a lot to the recent works that you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, it would be really uh, wonderful for the listeners to know about this. that it was very much a fluke quite honestly because uh, when i saw this ai stuff coming out like of course that style and and all i think hasan would have shown you also in the fellowship and everything you know art breeder and all yeah. but i wasn't able to like really like click it didn't click to me and then i don't know somebody was like okay there's this new thing oh i know i know it was from your uh, <laughs> session only uma uma you remember uma and whale tales guys Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Ah, so I was talking to Uma about it, and uh, Uma, of course, doesn't have a technology background either. She's an artist, so she's like, you know, uh, we all were trying the Vikugan, and the results that I was getting were very different from from the other members. And then it struck me that they're all talking about whales only. Like, why is it so different? Like, what is it that she's doing? And then I thought maybe is it like like a simple guess? Was is it just a gender thing? Like, is it just that? So then I started looking at it more, and I was experimenting. And then mainly, what is like the main key thing about doing prompting in AI is knowing art history. And who knows that better than an art art or a graphic design student, right? You have to like. It's like if you don't know it, they'll they'll not even give you a degree. So, <laughs> so you know you are forced to know it. So then I then it also made me feel like oh okay, so this is what it's all about. So let me see what happens if I give. something very basic that i have to do as a as a carer on a daily basis uh, and map map it to an artist's work mm-hmm. and the results were very interesting and i i was at that time reading a book which has now sort of become my uh bible almost i mean in its no way something that that may resonate with you uh, but it's called baby on the fire escape so it's this really amazing book written uh, by judy phillips which has uh by auto no sorry biographical excerpts from women artists lives who were mothers okay. and how they how their practice was so okay. even the introduction is very like you know if you imagine an artist in a studio firstly you'll imagine it to be a man then you'll imagine it to be like 
a space which is isolated where they are with their work uh, where there's no disruption where they are able yeah. to work as yeah. long as they want without anybody interrupting them whether that means it's it's like totally shit and nobody has done jadu or whether that means that you know it's totally pristine mm-hmm. so everything in the environment is controlled by the artist in their living environment in their working environment but as a mother you never have that privilege you know even if my child is in school right now even in this interview i can still he's still there he's a really big part of my brain right now yeah so and and the practice is very much interrupted constantly you know sometimes mm-hmm. when he's back from school and i'm working on something i have to get up every minute to help him mummy give me scissors mummy give me this can you help me with this can you read this letter out to me so uh and any parent would tell and parent kya even if you have a grown up who's say like a elder or a nani dadi grandparent who's at your home if you sit with them five minutes you will see the same response okay because they are also equally you know they yeah, yeah. physically sometimes they can't do things you know they mm-hmm. can't reach us reach a, a cupboard they can't open something they can't put a button so the that uh, micro control of your fingers children and and senior citizens of like say super senior 80 plus very similar uh, even mm-hmm. mentally they start becoming similar anyway so so this interrupted practice was was the entire sort of uh, notion of the book and baby on the fire escape comes from uh, an anecdote from a chapter on alice steel who was an artist portrait artist about how her family was like oh she's so much into her art she leave her baby on the fire escape and still continue her painting you know okay. so notionally that idea of a perfect mother is that she's always looking after the child yeah. you know yeah. but as an artist or even as a creator even as a staff member in a like a corporate i'm always going to be torn between uh, my child and 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 my work and mm-hmm. uh, and you'll not believe how efficient as as a professional i have become because of of my child you know something i would take 8 hours i can now bang it out in 2 hours and it's not because i have become more experienced it's purely because i know the bus is about to come so i have to finish this work you know i have no choice i don't i cannot dilly dally you know i have to do it because i i have to still prove myself as a professional you know there's no nobody is going to say hi you have a kid so just it's okay if you give it tomorrow everybody wants what they want right now so Uh, and that's fine i mean it's like that's something we live with so so that whole idea of you know constantly having uh, your brain somewhere else while your practice is going on or uh, not having those ideal spaces to work in like you the day before i had put a picture no all of you can toys were around me sometimes yeah, i can't move yeah. my chair he he will arrange his <laughs> toys around me while i'm working so like it's difficult for me even to lift out of this space So, but it's interesting it's like now i've learned how to like navigate through that thing it's not easy mm-hmm. but definitely mm-hmm. it's um, it's become now part of what i'm talking about in my practice and and that's uh, uh, this baby on the fire escape really gave me that because it has it has conversations with uh, authors writers uh, you know even ursula leguin uh the famous okay. uh, fantasy writer or uh audrey lord uh alice neel of course lawrence lessing so you really like i got to see okay if they could do it we can also do it yeah we have more help also sometimes <laughs> so it was very nice to see that because like 
sometimes it happens like uh, I am making a note on my phone. I'm playing with mm-hmm. it and maybe I can only action it three days later. Okay. You know, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no like epiphany. Aya, to abhi computer ah. ke Never, I cannot do that. You know, and much of my workflow is like that. Like I have half of it on an old laptop, half of it on this PC, half of it is on my phone. You know, <laughs> and I have to, I have to figure out a system that like allows me to uh, traverse that. Because sometimes he'll say, okay, Mama, today please come and sit with me in the other room. I want to play there. I don't want to stop mm-hmm. working, so I just take an old laptop. Of course, my practice gives me that uh, privilege that, okay, I have yeah. a laptop so I can move around or whatever that might be, that I don't have to sit and sculpt something or, you know, it's not dangerous for my child to be in my workspace. You know, yeah. I'm not like welding or I'm, uh, you know, I'm not using some paint which is not safe for children or whatever. But there are many times when he'll come and just bang on my computer and I lose the work. Uh, he's <laughs> dropped my audio interface. You know, brand new audio interface he's dropped. Uh, Sometimes he pushes the laptop because he doesn't realize he's small, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you have to live with those things. And that was what was really nice. So it's like you're mapping this space, like how uh, Julie Phillips puts it, is between motherhood and creativity, there's a blank spot and people don't know about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can see me as a creator, but you may not see me as a mother. You may see me as a mother, but you may not see me as a creator. You know, mm-hmm. for me to put out so much work, I sleep four hours, you know, mm-hmm. but you still sleep four hours, <laughs> right? <laughs> as an artist. So what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to finish your work at 2.30, but no, you need to get up at six because you need to get your son ready for school. So, but what it really does for me, especially I feel now, it really grounds me. Like, I know, okay, what's my priority? I know this is how much I can do. I know that, okay, someone invites me, come for a one-day talk to Mm -hmm. India Art Fair. I can't go. No, I cannot go. Here is a number of another person. Please tell them. And I have to accept that, that I will not be Mm -hmm. speaking this time at India Art Fair. You know, my voice will not be heard. But they are not ready. People, places like that are not ready because they are not saying that, yes, we know you are managing your child alone. Uh, so just come online. We'll put a screen, you join on Zoom. Nobody's saying that to me. True, exactly. So they want, they're like, we'll help you manage the child. No, you cannot help me manage my child. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's not the same. I do not have the same privilege. I don't have a full-time staff member to look after my child. You know, he's going mm. to school. He needs to be in school. I can't just like uh, pull him out and go take him wherever I want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in uh, you know in the in the art fair in the summer it did happen that we we were there. I was with you again, but I couldn't spend any time there because it was 42 degrees. So <laughs> you know, so I was very lucky because BF team was really good and they managed everything for us. Uh, but I couldn't network with people. Nobody knows mm-hmm. my corn mm-hmm. like, you know. Uh, my two and two of my pieces were there. Okay. But you know, so but my kisi se nahi mili. Kisko pata me wahi? Like jungle me more nacha kisne dekha the? You know, so that so which doesn't bother me yeah. specifically personally, but I feel like there are many mothers out there who need that networking time, who need to be out there, you know, who need to be able to give that kind of energy and time to do all that. But they may not get it. 
and sometimes it's just a mixture of our own guilt of leaving our children uh, but many times it's because the spaces don't say and explicitly yeah. say yeah you know so even when i apply yeah. to a residency i first check will they allow for my family to come is it more than a year so i know that one year you can has to do school somewhere else i have to check those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and uh, every opportunity that someone without a primary care role gains is an opportunity that someone who's not in a primary care uh, who is in a primary care role is losing you know mm-hmm. and because main nahi apply kar sakti ya aur mere ko studio koi you know रेजिडेंसी स्पेस ये नहीं बोल रही है कि अंबिका विल गिव यू दैट सेम बजट यू डू इट एट होम नो बट इज सेंग वाई बिकॉज मेनी प्लेसेज है galleries uh, are in positions to actually uh, give the support that is needed. somewhere down the line i think it's again like all about you know i know this person so we'll give the opportunity to them and uh, so on you know it no but the galleries like... know me they're still not they're still okay. not calling me okay right okay because uh, it's very simple it's like you know the face has to person has to be there no <laughs> like for them that's important and i understand that because that's a logistical thing for them they need to run their resources as well uh but it's not like they don't want my voice they want my work they are, they are excited about it because uh everyone wants to talk about care economy now <laughs> everyone wants to talk about it especially after covid but <laughs> you don't want to address the fact that a carer cannot move out of the their space yeah yeah so it's fine i mean i, I get it it's like i think the sad baat pata padega theek hai koi ye ye fir bhi and i think is because of the internet you know with the works that people do with generative uh, artworks again we have that possibility to reach out globally yeah. you know i mean we have uh, instagram social media pages now everything is like everywhere i was trained in sculpture right to abhi maine ek sculpture banaya to uske liye ab jagah chahiye i cannot make it uh, really big because yeah. the place that i stay is very small i took it out as a temporary place before this covid happened and then i ended up living here for like now i don't know how many years but uh, <laughs> so you know with space you cannot do much also or sculpture wagera painting ye sab ke liye kya hai ki physical hai to mm. you need you need that actual space mm. whereas in case of uh, coding and things like that uh, it's a very different uh, space virtual space yeah. is there and uh, in that way it's very convenient i would say mm. but uh, yeah i think uh, we still need to have galleries opening up to this world because uh, there are a lot of uh, people who want to try it out who are trying something you know and uh, and i think with your recent work you know uh, 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 using ai right you used ai mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and uh, so let's just uh, we just want to talk a little bit like how you got into it like uh, were you coding some things and then you selected certain images what was the process that you had gone through it it's more like uh, for me again that voice to collaborate with the computer is important okay. so for me it's like how many mothers can you generate show me okay. that's really the challenge i'm giving it so i just started with simple terms like okay mother 
give me a mother in uh, then and the ai is also developing so like pehle only white mother used to come up in dali and all this you know but now white it's mother means uh, yeah, foreign like, like foreign foreign <laughs> Yeah. But now it's changing. Now you see other colors and things also. Mm-hmm. Because notionally, even these things uh, are very interesting. If I mean, I don't know if it will interest you to read, but uh, in terms of practice, especially in uh, in the Western spaces, what a white mom can do is very different from what a uh, yes. what a yes. brown mom or a black mom can do. Of course, I am mm-hmm. in a very privileged space here in India, just by virtue of my surname uh, and. Uh, and the virtue that i have in i'm english speaking and all of that but uh, yeah so that was what i was looking for so then i started looking at that idea and then i was looking okay t- what is a tired mom to to the ai and then what is a working mom to an ai what is a mom with a computer which is basically me uh, what is a mom folding clothes what is a mom so these questions uh, these are sets of questions that you would uh, feed into the computer no it's just me internalizing uh, first and then i then okay. i have to describe it to the to the right. right so like the the more detailed the description uh, the more uh, detailed the artwork comes out but uh, mm-hmm. so for example the new ones with the tentacles was very much like that like i'm looking at what does it mean like i feel like i feel like an octopus in some ways yeah because you yeah you have to be everywhere ye bhi karna hai wo bhi karna hai so so that was just what i i started to describe to the ai okay it should look like this this is what but now it's so advanced that some things it figures out on its own you know okay. and then you know like the style really makes a difference so like the anime stuff because in anime yeah. tentacles are common right those creatures are common you know especially in like the porn mm-hmm. stuff and so whatever that data set it's feeding from it was very easy for it to like develop that uh, that kind of those tentacles out of my body mm-hmm. uh, uh, but it was not so easy to do it without that anime prompt also similarly like uh, when uh, i stopped using uh, artist styles now because of all this kind of stress about all of this happening on the internet but so like if i say amy by amy sherrill it will always give me a brown mom or like a black mom uh, but if i say alice neel it will give me mostly a white mom but uh, alice's portraits are very uh, like they have the sadness in them whereas uh, amy sherrill's portraits are very much about pride so the people look very you know stately mm-hmm. and they look very mm-hmm. stoic so uh, that shows in the portrait so the tired moms look if made by amy sherrill look different from alice neel in that way uh, and then those were things that i was trying to play with like what does it mean for for one uh, one style to build the mom versus another mm-hmm. or if i use those you know regular ai jo log nft wala market karta hai usme mere mom comes with some armor and like very big boobs and you know, she looks beautiful <laughs> she doesn't like she doesn't have a baby around her so sometimes there's no mom it just like shows me a woman like there's nothing about her which is a very mom like image so mm-hmm. so it's just mm-hmm. a play of words it's like how you are talking like an art director talking to an artist like aise banao do this mm-hmm. try this don't do this do that uh, so it and you have to keep working on it but what's interesting is that it has its own bias so there's one piece which i don't i haven't put out because i just feel like i don't know what to do with it it's where i, I just said 
tired mom in a room and then i tried to like uh, animate it to tired mom on a big wasteland of toys right and that okay. first tired mom is white uh, but when she's on the wasteland she's become black and i didn't do anything yeah. i just changed the okay. location i didn't change i didn't say white tired mom or black tired mom i just said tired mom oh so syntactically it's reading it in a certain way which is very biased and for me that's that's interesting to see what are the peripheries of the data set rather than trying to build a perfect image you know to mm-hmm, be able mm-hmm. to and i think yeah, the, a lot of the time hmm. go ahead, go ahead. when i'm researching or you know trying to figure out certain things through the internet you know i sometimes feel like okay person who is putting it all this information also has a bias sense he or she might have a way of looking at things not in order to term it as a bias outlook but then we have our likes and dislikes right yes. and accordingly we try and project things you know and like example now you have this uh, really a uh, recent face app you see a wow. lot of and everyone is animating themselves and uh, having very different way of looking at things it's always more focused on the beauty the idea of beauty is yes. very different also now in the animated world also how lips and the eyes and all these things you know that which is usually like not the reality but then you know how people yeah. perceive ha exactly like sometimes say. it's not so like uh... but that's the thing with bias and like things with racism and things like or like casteism that up explicitly you're not being explicit about it but you're not mm-hmm. putting yourself in a position where you can have more knowledge about it to mm-hmm. make sure that that bias isn't embedded into your technology mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because theek hai main white mein lu par iska ye matlab nahi hai ki main aesthetic scale banata hu to usme se women hi they should be so what happens now suppose i tell you a very interesting give me a painting that looks like picasso's painting okay and then i put a prompt give mm-hmm, me a painting mm-hmm. that looks like amy sherrill's painting in picasso's painting it may look a lot like a painting made by picasso but for amy sherrill it will look like her the reason is that what happens is that the first thing it picks up is the name of the person as a as a rule of thumb and then it identifies the gender and there is an aesthetic scale and obviously a portrait of the artist will have a higher aesthetic scale than the portrait itself especially if it's done by someone who doesn't understand artist right so it's just like yeah if you go out on the street and talk to a technologist or not even a regular person if you say okay name me two artists will you be able to name kg subramani right yeah. they may name maybe picasso max you know or like i don't know mm-hmm. somebody maybe somebody western somebody they have seen a reference somewhere yeah. in a book or a, can they you know they can't even give you one like very famous indian artist who's like literally set up an, an entire you know, and that too in baroda that also i can claim very easily and say that you know one techie sitting in baroda will not that's the kind of like general like like lack of knowledge we are working with which is okay like okay mm-hmm. not everybody mm-hmm. knows but other if you're making ai tool specifically for art i feel that this is an inherent knowledge that you should have why should you not uh, like have that kind of already set into your uh, data anyway but we can't help it so now everyone is going for that very perfect look you know don't want extra hands don't want it should look very like skin should tone should look really like yeah, smooth and yeah and even lensa i think that we're talking about is the same like it makes you look really like beautiful in yeah, that yeah i think i think you know what i say 
Thank you for listening. We end this second session with Computational Mama here and I hope with her stories and her experience it has inspired you to also take a look into what coding is and all the possibilities that are there. You can get in touch with her through her Instagram page and if you have any queries about art and technology designs and you are seeking to learn you can get in touch with me for art classes online stay tuned for the last third session with computational mama